0: Log Talk Radio. Brother There's far too many Of you die, You know we And love can come to You know, know we've got to find our way To bring some love, into okay. today. Oh, 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 oh. love and kiss today. Pick it flat and pick it back More than normal, right. Everybody thinks we're wrong All but who would they judge us
1: The Myron Rice show by way of truth to power, and my name is Beverly D. And uh, I just want to say that the information that you hear is opinions only. No one is giving out legal advice or professional tax advice. We're just giving opinions only. Mr. Rice, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Great, great. How are you doing?
2: All right. I'm in transit, but uh, don't worry about it. We don't play it by ear. Um, how was your vacation last week?
1: Uh, it was good. It was good.
2: All right. I apologize for listening to off, the off, audience because I didn't know how to get my mic to work. Now I finally got it to work. But we're still working on, this, on the phone right now, folks. So I'm going to talk <laughs> off the top of my head, but I know if you have any questions out there, Please set our agenda tonight I'm going to talk about myself uh, another enforcement a new enforcement that we can use I've been hearing people call me I tried this and nothing happened and I'm like well did you enforce it I didn't know how to enforce it so we're going to give you a remedy that you need to do for enforcement and one of the one of the videos that I'm going to reference it on YouTube is one of our local people here named Rob Ryder. And with Rob Ryder, we want to, uh, it's called Gateway to the Republic. Rob Ryder, Gateway to the Republic. And basically, we are going to be using the post office as our court. Not the corporations in Article One, but we're going to be using the post office to enforce our um, negotiable instrument. You send them a money order or a coupon or uh, mm-hmm. a commissary note and they don't want to accept it, well, we're going to call in the, um, the Inspector General of the United States Postal Service because we will be a customer, a registered customer, of the post office. Oh my God, I went the wrong way. Here. I am a registered customer for the post office. Every corporation that gets mail are customers of the post office. They have a contract with the post office. So if there's something that I do and they don't want to abide by the rules and the codes that I did it by, I can call the file a complaint with the post office. If they send me mail or they address me, not under the name that the post office is using for myself, and that's called your legal name, when you register with the post office, they're going to give you a legal name and address. So if anyone addresses you outside your name and your address, you can file a complaint with the post office And that will be considered mail fraud, mail fraud. So these are ways to enforce some of the instruments that we're trying to give them to pay off our utility bills or car note or student loans or mortgages. This is what we have to start doing. Use the post office because the post office was there when the IRS started, when the Social Security started. All of those people started through the post office. So we need to use the foundation of what they are situated in. And we need to go to the social. Once we get registered and we get our legal name in, then we must go to the uh, uh, Social Security and have them update your record where they use your name, where they use your address, it's something that they will have to correct. If they don't correct it, if you go to that gateway to the Republic, wild, um wild writer tells you how to file a complaint against them because they did not correct their records. And they are responsible by the post office to do what needs to be done if they're going to be contracted with the post office. So, and Beverly, am I being heard okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. All right. So, listen, audience, I'm just letting you know, you need to be registered first. You can't do this if you're not registered with the post office, and they're going to give you what's called a crib number. Crib means uh, customer registration ID. And then That's- there's a mail number. Now,
1: how do a person register with the post office? Can they do it online? Do they have to go in?
2: Yeah, and and my writers show shows you uh, for going to the application and tell you how to fill it out line by line. Okay. okay. So so when you do it when you do it, you're gonna get an email from the post office giving you your your customer registration ID and your mailer's ID. You're gonna get a mems number and a customer's number. Now you can't really, you can't beat that. He's going to show you how to do it line by line. Now once you have this information, if anyone, and I can tell you right now, if anyone here listening has a summons and complaint from the court, if you get a letter from the Social Security office of how much money you got in Social Security, anyone who comes after you or come at you with a claim that you owe anything. It's not identifying you by your legal name. And we say legal name, we mean the name on your birth certificate. So if the name is not on the birth certificate, is not on the document, that's mail fraud. They're committing fraud. And and fraud has no statutes of limitation. So you can actually file a case in the post office. They would adjudicate. We're not talking about going to the district court or going to any of these. uh, fictitious, uh, first, what we call them uh, uh, Article One Court, but an actual actual Article Three Court, where you're doing it in, in in common law, because they're violating your rights. They're vi- violating your common law rights, your unalienable rights. These are the rights that God gave us when we when He brought us in this world. There's certain rights that you have, but these corporations want you to go under their fictitious rights. They're using fictitious names, deliberately putting false names on you so that they can't say that they're doing anything wrong because they're they're licensed with the state. The state owns your last name, not the first and middle. Your mama gave you your given name, your Christian name, first and middle. Your last name belongs to the state. And they work for the state. They're licensed with the state. So if they don't put the right name, if they put your true legal name, then they're committing fraud, embezzlement. They're trying to charge their boss because the state is their boss. Anyone who steals money from their boss is what? What do they call it? Anybody's Beverly? You're the only one on right now. <laughs> um. Embezzlement. They're embezzling money. So that's why they're using fictitious names. I'm saying, people, look on your documents. Right now, whoever listens, and if you don't see something, if you see another name, please give me a call. Let me know what's going on here. We're trying to help you out. The post office is very, po- not the USPS. We're talking about the actual post office. The USPS have a contract with the post office, but it started almost 100 years later. But the post office is the responsible. Everyone has a contract with the post office and therefore each it dictates how they're supposed to operate. Now uh, that's not a good enforcement. I don't know what is. If that is not a good enforcement, then what is a good enforcement, people?
1: <laughs> so can you give us an example of what you mean when you saying that they they use our name wrong?
2: Well, again, I got a letter from the Social Security. uh, How much money I have in there? And they have Myron, no middle initial C Rice. That's not my on my birth certificate. Myron, a middle initial C Rice. That's the wrong name. I don't know who they're paying. And you get a bill from the county saying you owe taxes. What it says? It says County of something, like Michigan here, Wayne County of Wayne. Excuse me, there is no county of Wayne. There is Wayne County. Wayne County is not County of Wayne. County of Wayne, anytime the word of is in there, that is a private corporation. They're stealing your money. A private corporation is saying you owe money. They don't exist. Wayne County exists, but not the county of Wayne. Look at your paperwork. They know what they're doing and they'll tell you. It's in plain sight. We ain't cheating you. We got it in plain sight. But we don't know what we're looking for. I'm trying to give you a hint. you get a tax bill, and it says county of, and whatever your county is, that is not the same as your county name. Whatever the name of your county, and the word county after that. That's one. My, uh, I got a, uh, a letter from the court. The court said that, you know, for a traffic ticket. Myron forward slash Charles forward slash Rice. Excuse me, I do not have forward slashes on my birth certificate. Who are they talking about? They're not talking to me. And I'm gonna and I am going
3: to,
2: I am going to uh, uh, contact them, and say, excuse me, I don't know who you're talking about. Please use my lo- my lawful name if you plan to put a lien on me. At the same time I want you to understand that the UCC laws, which we consider them international laws, Article nine, the with Secure Instrument, they were um hold on a minute. Yeah. Um that they um or well, what was I at? <laughs> I got to You're talking about
1: Article Nine.
2: Article nine, yeah. If you go under um revision of UCC9 on the YouTube Revise of, of UCC9 you will find that they're talking about for anyone to put a lien on you they must have the legal name they must have the legal name on the so they, they must have the legal name so it's already been revised in the UCC9 international law they only can come after you in your legal name and they know what they're doing, because if they use your legal name again, they're embezzling from the state. They're embezzling money from the state. I look at your document. Even my mortgage. I looked at my mortgage statement. Iron C. Rice. That's not where I signed it. So I just want you to look at your paperwork. Are they addressing you or addressing some stranger? that has nothing to do with you, not legally. They, you're getting. They're giving you an assumption. They're, they're gonna, they're assuming that you don't know what you're doing, and you don't know what they're doing to you. So they, don't, they're gonna just do whatever they want, and get away with it because you didn't rebuttal, or talk to them and say, "Excuse me, I don't know who it is." They, the term that I've heard it to be called is abatement. Look up the term abatement. That, that really means that. Okay, I um, will do whatever you want me to do. But you got to address the right person. This is the person that you got on this ticket, the person that you say my social security, the person on the mortgage when you're asking for a bill for me or you're saying I owe you or something, you're claiming, you're not using a name. Matter of fact, maybe you better look at your student loans, folks. You got student loans? Who name is it under? Is it your legal name? even when they sign some of these documents, some of these lawyers and judges, they don't even use the name that they, they license under. They'll use their middle initial. Their handwriting, that's chicken scratch. You don't even know what, what their name is unless it says it's typed underneath it. You don't even know who they are. Because their handwriting is like chicken scratch. But I guarantee it is not the name that they are licensed under in the state. Every attorney, every judge. Have a P number. They're not really judges. They're administrators. They have a P number, which means they work for the bar, and they have to be licensed in the state. But so they can't be licensed if they, if, uh, uh, in the state, using another name. So there was a YouTube that says uh, you can get remedy on the defaults in the paperwork. Looking at paperwork, there's so many defaults in there that it makes it void. It makes the document void. Anyway, any questions out there?
1: Uh, let me give out the number. The number is three two three six four two one five eight six. That's three two three six four two one five eight six. And push the number one if you have a question or a comment.
2: So, again, folks, for those who might came in a little late, Rob Ryder, Gateway to the Republic, using the post office, which is on the Republic side. The post office is not a corporation. It is under the Republic side, uh, and there are four levels. There's national, state, county, and foundational uh, areas that their jurisdiction falls under. You know, Because Social Security is not a state thing. I don't know if it's federal, maybe federal, but the point is that if it's a corporation that's licensed under them, you license. If you get mail, you probably have some kind of contract, don't know it. That may make you part of that fundamental thing. But the point is that if there's a dispute between anyone that's contracted with them, then they can step in and adjudicate it. That's Adjudicated means you can. They can. You have their own court. They have their own court. They well, we do have. Court.
1: We do have a caller. Uh, area code 734-780. 734 Peace and blessings, Mr. Rice. This
4: is Jazz. How are you
5: doing? Great, great. Hi, Jazz. Jazz.
4: All right. I, I just wanted to say that um, that video by Rob Ryder regarding the um. Mm-hmm. No and registering. Uh it's called an FR five hundred business was registered today. an F R
5: five five hundred.
6: Yep, F R dash five hundred business was registered today.
1: Okay.
6: That's the name of the video. Yes, sir. I mean sorry, yes ma'am. Okay. And so
2: yeah.
6: And, and, um Yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to
4: to share that because I heard it and and when you had asked, you know, what was it called or I was thinking embezzlement and um and I actually watched that again today. So,
5: um it's a very good video.
2: Yeah. And I heard the video and not I maybe not thoroughly looked through it, but I do understand what he's doing with that video is he's talking about having a business, uh, you know, going through uh, having a business with an EIN number that you're operating under. Now, we could be using that to start a business in Washington, D.C. But what I have recommended and what I have done is I started a business using my assumed name certificate. So, you have other ways you can have a business set up with that. I use a assumed name certificate. And when you get the surname certificate from Minnesota Secretary of State Office, you become registered, you can't register yourself, but they don't give you an EIN number. So starting, he's he's using a sole proprietary business that he's using to be part of his uh, official business address that the post office is using. I'm just using it not as, as any sole proprietary I don't want to feel myself to need to be registered with any corporation. Because if I'm registered under the corporation, could be an LLC, sole proprietor, S-Core, C-Core, whatever it is, then I have to buy by their rules. But if I'm just a business trust, I created a trust with the IRS to give me an EIN number with my all-same legal name. So I use my legal name to get an EIN number and attaching that same legal name is the same uh legal name that's used on the assumed name certificate. So I merged the two together that have a business trust. And my business trust is controlling my estate trust, which is the one the state owns. They have you have an estate trust with them. So my business trust is is controlling my a state trust, and I use a power attorney or the attorney in fact because they both. I have an interest. I have a security interest in that state trust. Not as a, not opposed to an attorney at law who ain't have no. They don't have any security interest in anything. They representing someone who does claim they do have. But the attorneys in, at law has no business interest at all. No security interest at all. And there's ways you can do that, even using the business trust. You can file a UCC-1, where you are going to have your all your estate trust as the secure as a debtor, and the business trust as a secure party creditor. So these are just ways to control the estate. So anyone who comes and make a claim at it, you have a higher priority a higher priority than they have, so therefore they have to either pay you or they need to drop the case, the claim.
1: Okay, thank
2: you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff, for that. Yeah, that 500 that he talked about, he set up a a sole proprietary business with an EIN number in Washington, D.C., which my understanding, if it's in Washington, D.C., you don't need to set up any other businesses in any other state. Washington, D.C. goes over everywhere. But so me, if, you do,
1: if you do Washington, D.C., you don't have to do the Minnesota?
2: Uh, well, that's my opinion of what he was talking about. Okay. Yeah, that may be one way of doing it. But I like Minnesota because they identify me as a, a, the name holder, the holder and due process, um, with the large cap large letter on the first, last name comma and the first and middle name is all small cap I think there's only three states that that does that the all the other states is because they're using computer systems, your name is always capitalized, no matter if you got last comma first middle first middle colon last it's still going to be all capitalized but Minnesota. I believe Texas and North Carolina are three states that when you do this, soon name, that you're going to have small letters as the name holder. So they're, they're showing a separation between you and the trust, the state trust. That's what you want to do. Now, everyone in jail is in jail it's because they use the, uh, they, they combine the living man with the dead piece of paper of the legal name. They put them together, and that's why when you go to jail, they give them a number. They got a number. They're no longer living living beings in jail. You cannot put a living being in jail. But they can put a dead entity, which they do control from the day you were born and half hour afterwards when that placenta came out and they created a birth certificate, boom. That was considered dead. Your birth record is when you was alive. Well, we do
1: have another caller. Uh, All right, caller 334.
7: 3-3-4. Good evening, y'all. How y'all doing?
1: We're doing great. Five, How are you doing? How I'm doing
7: you
1: pretty say? good. Doing
7: pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I was, What you just said about the um, about the UCC when you were saying having your um, your legal name. Well, you saying having your business trust uh, claiming claiming the estate trust, claiming interest on the estate trust with the U.S. How do you do that?
0: How
7: exactly
2: oh, well, do you, you do
7: that
2: on the form? you UCC1. Right. I know. How do you do that on You don't. He called it in. You can call it in. I could call it in call it Michigan UCC department, and for $15, I could follow UCC1, put in the debtor, as an all cap name, the legal name, and putting the secured card debtor on number line three uh, as being the name holder that you have. And you got an EIN number that you put on next to it so they know that there's a difference between the social security number that you have for the the debtor. And in box four, you put a collateral in there like forty seven million dollars and that's what you are being that's being held by the estate. They're giving you forty seven million dollars out of that estate trust so that you have a higher lien than anyone out there. So if they arrest you, whatever, they have to pay the higher lien of whatever you're being charged with. And my understanding you could murder somebody and only have to pay eight million dollars. So forty seven would probably cover any situation that you may be that they were holding you for.
7: Okay, now you were saying uh so you put the number, like the
2: EIN number, beside the, the name, like on line one and line three? You know what I'm saying? No. No, line one and line three, you could put the Social Security number on it, or I would more likely, I would put my state ID number. You got your the, the legal name, the birth certificate has a, a state ID that they use. You know, in Michigan, we got an area called 121 and then dashing in 54 and whatever. That is the code that I believe they're putting out on the market is your, your state ID. A lot of people think it's a Social Security or your CUSA number. The CUSA number is the corporations. They all have their own CUSA number But when they put it on the market. But I think they'd be using your state ID number. It's a unique number that they're using to get filed. So you can use that as an identification for your estate trust. But for your business trust, you would use the EIN number that's been assigned by the IRS.
7: Right, I understand that. I'm saying that, say if I'm doing the paper form and say and not calling it in, you're doing the paper form and faxing it in. um, The form itself, do you put the numbers? Those numbers beside the actual name? Yes.
2: You could do that.
7: Okay. That's what I was asking. They used to have because they they can't.
2: You can't. Because each state is a little bit different. Because in Michigan, they used to ask you for an ID number, social security. They ask you for some identification number, but they keep changing the form. So I'm not sure what the form is looking at right now. But either way, I can I put the name in CAP and a state trust, and then you can put the numbers after that. That's just the way you're going to do it as an organization. You don't ever be using that individual. You are in a state, people. You are never an individual. You are in a right. state. You are an organization. Right. So you identify organizations are identified by their EIN number. Okay, I just
7: got you the uh, the use the uh, UCC one filing statement. I just sent it to you. So um, that's what that's okay. what that's the form I'm looking at when I'm talking to you.
2: Okay, and and what give me what is What is, give me some give me some information? What does box one say? Get this go through the list. What does box one say? Box one is
7: basically that's actually supposed to be the way the, uh, the straw man is supposed to go at, but it says um, the de- uh, the debtor's name. So they provide only one debtor's name. You know that's an A or B. You know A one one A says organization's name, and then one uh, B says uh, individual surname. And you know that's trickery anyway with that word with that that type of terminology. When it says uh individual surname, and then it says uh that's one box where you put the surname and then it says uh first personal name, that's another box, and then uh additional name you say initials. It says additional name or initials, you could put that in the in, in the second the third box. And then it has a box for a suffix. And then under there, you know, under the well, address.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even know. You have to go past that one A where it just says organization name. All that other stuff sounds like it's too individually. Speaking of some individual stuff, so I don't even think you need to go down there if you're just filling out line right, right. one as being an organization. Yeah, one A,
7: one A. It's a one A or one B. You don't
2: have to fill both of them out. Just one or the other. Right, right. You're not saying just do one A. Don't, don't even look at one B. Gotcha.
5: Don't look at the individual. Say, we'll don't even know name name. So That there.
2: Will... Gotcha,
7: so you just put in this put the straw man name in one a and put the social security number right next to
2: it, yeah well, yeah, and they say, oh they say a state that's in the state your your all cap name gotcha. is in the state they okay. they say it's an agency, whatever you want because you're an agent of it, if you're an agent of it, how are you gonna be an individual when you're supposed to be the registered agent of the name
0: right right,
7: I right. think you say
2: individual, that's true. But they, no, they put that, that stuff in that. there to mix you that.
7: up. And they yeah, did the same thing uh, in, the, in the secure up. party. In the secure parties, and in, in, in box three, they did the same thing in that area too. As the you know, yeah, it, it says organization.
3: Uh huh. Yeah,
2: it says. If you go into your side, I just drop it also Yeah, is that does it say individual in three? Is that what a three? 3B of what they are? 3B individual
3: surname.
2: So, so we
7: know individual okay, is also a corporation, A's. too, you know?
2: How can you be a corporation and an individual?
7: That's my point. I'm saying that's what an individual also is, too. An individual is not a man.
2: Wow. Oh, all right. Yeah, that would be the man, but... Why would a man? How can a man follow somebody else's documentation that's fictional? How can a man mix himself right. up with something you that's right. fictional? Can you? Can you just? Yeah, I just thought, I'm saying that for you, but the listening off, uh, audience out there. How can a man mm-hmm. talk to the wizard, being a wizard of Oz or the Matrix or some kind of program on TV? How can a real man associate himself with that? You can't. But you can use uh, another mystical. Or organization or a fictional organization to be your mediator, and that's what you're doing with the business trust.
7: Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. That you said, you yeah. did say the, uh, the yes. You said you did say the secured party is the business trust, not the the man. Anyway, is the business trust. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: I'm with the you. man I'm can't with you. be on I'm that. They. Yes, yeah, and that's what gets me when some people be saying, oh, I'm putting my L B name in there. What? Cause in your, I thought you said that name was private. It is private. But well, why are you putting it on that document? There's nothing on that document saying A is public and B, or two, three, is private. There's nothing in there that says anything on that paperwork. It's private. That's their paperwork. So when you put your name on there, you just made what you thought was your private name. You just made it public. So now when they take you to court, they could put your legal name and then they say AKA and your private name because you just threw it on that piece of paper.
7: Mm Also known as people don't know
2: AKA. You see what I'm saying? Because you put it on a public piece of paper that it's nothing on that paper says it's private. I'm using a fictional taking a fictional uh, estate a state trust. That's in control by another fictional business trust It's all fictional, and I, but I and mean, I, am in control of that as a man, okay, or a woman. We're in control of that.
7: I, I totally get. It. Now, part two. Since I'm on this, since I'm on this app on this uh, forum, I was doing some research earlier this week when I saw uh, where they were saying that uh, the governor. Is supposed to be
2: the second debtor in number two. The the The, governor of your state is always the debtor. Your your all cap name is always the debtor. Yes, you can put it down as a second debtor. Your 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 estate is always because guess what? When we were born and the state was created, they gave us 1.8 debt instruments of credit. They gave us debt instruments that was funded on your birth certificate. So that makes you. That's why they come after you. That's why your you know, legal name is always the defendant, but you are the attorney in fact of the defendant. Isn't that mm-hmm. nice? You're going to court being an attorney. Now, can an attorney go to jail for what the defendant does? I don't think so.
3: Right. Right. Okay. I
7: was just talking about in box number yep. two. That's what I was reading on that part. Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's see. It was another yeah, you
7: question could, I you, asked. Could, you could do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was. Uh, you know, as far as Box number two. Okay. Um. In an yeah. in an opening, this is a different question. It's going totally off the subject. Um. Well, off that topic, anyways. Um. In an open a pending case, can you uh? Can you where where the whether the the a judge presiding as a can you preside uh, appoint uh the judge as a a trustee over, like, what do you call it, what do y'all call it, um, like the 56th form, what y'all call it, for, for fiduciary. Can you appoint
2: the, uh, uh, fiduciary, a fiduciary, the judge as fiduciary? Yeah, he's already a fiduciary. Yeah, I think, if I got an employee, remember, they're public trustees. If I got an employee, I don't have to remind them they're my employee. They know that from the get-go. You don't have to give them something mm-hmm. that he's already been appointed as. What you need to do is stick him in that position. How do you stick him in that position? By not having him subrogate you as being a trustee. So if I walk in as an attorney, how the hell he's going to try to make me a trustee now? He's stuck in a position. That's why if you give him this information before you walk in the courtroom, it's more likely your case will be dismissed because you're telling him, call an entry of appearance. I'm coming in as an attorney, in fact, and the defendant is an all-cap name. You get it? Where is he going to go? Right. He can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. He just look at that prosecutor and say, what, what you going to do? You got your checkbook out? Because I ain't paying his debt. You are. You gamble that you could make this man and dishonor, this estate. They're trying to make your estate dishonorable so that they can charge you with it. But if he can't do it, that's why attorneys must have checks book. If they can't make you dishonorable at six o'clock that evening, they better write a check or they're going to jail. Okay. Okay. It was, um, you wanna to yeah. Go ahead onya. Oh, right now I just say you wanna you wanna make sure that the judge can't go nowhere but stay as as a, as a trustee. You wanna make sure he can't go into and be a beneficiary because that's what he's doing. He's subrogating your defendant to be a trustee, and he, the trustee, is going to be a beneficiary. And then he's telling them, as a beneficiary, he's telling the trustee to pay the debt.
7: Gotcha.
2: And okay, all that because no. you have somehow became the trust. You became the debtor. You you automatically became the legal name because you didn't give him anything showing who you are.
7: True. Now, um, I was, I'm was also the guy that called you last week and asked about my son, and um, I, there's okay. a case that's been, pretty, it's pretty much been open for since 2016, September of, uh, you yeah, know, basically yeah, two years now. Now, that case is still, they pretty much is like abandoning the case, is basically stopped sending me anything, because they never could get jurisdiction and get me to contract with them. Now... Once I claim my son on the UCC, and you would tell me about doing all that, you know, that in the last show, once I finish doing, finishing that process, I'm able to, should I go through the post, the, like the post, the post office route in order to continue into that case, revisit
0: that case?
2: You're doing everything legal, being a UCC, and remember, people... How do you make these negotiable instruments, how do you make it a post office situation is you put a two-cent stamp and sign across it uh, to cancel it and put your thumbprint in the upper left-hand corner of the stamp. So that all of that is to make it an uh, obligation of the United States. The United States is obligated by the post office, too. So all of that is to say, hey, it's not my debt. Uh, this boy belongs to me. That's my property. And you got an argument, then you call the post office and you handle it.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Okay. I
2: have one so more question. To, I'm going to get on get, the line. No, you, you, you can take your time. Go ahead. I got okay,
5: all what night. Were you about to just say anyway. <laughs> what were you about I to say?
2: you said I got it? all night. No. I, I went in saying go ahead and do the UCC on him so he's property. They can't take your child if you are property. Other than that, remember... When the child was born, it automatically became property of the state, but we have to control it. We don't have to own nothing, but we can control everything. You know about that old saying about the right child. I don't oh, yeah. own nothing, but I control everything. Mm-hmm.
7: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: Let's see. Where, oh, yeah.
7: Where is the law? This is different. To, I, you know, I just kind of wrote these, these questions down so I can always... Just like call in and ask these questions. Okay. Um, where is the law that exposes these lenders uh when it comes to them going in you know, by them going into our state? Is there a law that I could actually reference to call that out?
2: For them to go to just no, for them to go into our a state account?
7: Yeah, that that basically no, uh, there's you no know law. how nobody Okay. I'm saying no, I'm not saying a law that gets yeah, yeah. them to do it. The, the law that actually exposes it basically tells us that they do it.
2: That that proves that they do it. Oh well, believe me, it's their corporate their corporation, their private corporation, out to get some funds. You can probably contact the IRS using the account number or the court number or the case number and, and sign that there have been some funds removed from you. Yeah, I mean, how it's done, and the and remember, this is all done on the private side. There are no laws and no statues and and codes that really show us on the private side because you're not supposed to know about the private side. Right. They have instructions on what to do, of how to do it, but I know for a fact they have to probably start off with a 1099A acquisition. They have to request it. And remember, they are not getting it from – the treasurer, when they file a 1099A, you're the borrower. The, the Federal Reserve tre- the Federal Reserve Bank is the lender. You're the borrower. But when they file a 1099OID, you're the payer that's paying them the recipient. So they're not really, they can't go to the treasurer and take no money from the treasurer on your account. They can only go to your estate and take the funds out. So your estate. Must be drawing money from your account at the treasurer, and then they, it's like a, a like someone who walks in the bank and robs the bank, and you outside the bank and you rob the robber. So, what, how you associated to be the treasurer, the bank? How they gonna know it's you when you rob the person that robbed you? <laughs> okay. I, I, did that make it Did that make any sense? Someone robs the bank. The bank sees the robber, they got him on camera, he walks out the bank, and then you rob from the bank from the robber. You take from the robber, and you get in your car, you drive off. How are they associating the person who drove off as the being the same person who took the money from the uh, treasure account, the bank, in the first place? They can't. Right. And that's why they use a lot of fictitious names, so when they got fictitious names, it can't come really go back to them.
7: So I can actually call the IRS and actually, um, basically, with my personal information, and find out, basically, with that account yeah. number, yeah. and uh, you know, to find out who who
2: actually
7: funded from that, who got that.
2: Yeah, because they they only do it by numbers, so nobody really sees any names. But yeah, you probably should go to IRS and says, "Were there any funds removed from my account under this name, under this under this court case, or you know, or account number?" Okay, but again, publication publication twelve twelve publication twelve twelve show you what they do, and they are the recipient from you being the owner. Because they tell you the owner, it says even though it don't say the first part, but it says it in the second part. You the owner, and you the owner is giving it to them. Now they're supposed to file an OID because they're supposed to return it back to you. So they are the payer, and the owner is the recipient. They must return it back to you. It's called discharge. At the same time, you have to set it off because your account has not been filled in. Someone stole from the bank, but nobody returned the money back to the bank. They, you just grabbed it and ran. You, you know, you robbed from me, and you just grabbed it and ran. You never gave the money back. So later on, when your account gets audited, when the IRS says you owe money, it's because you haven't assessed it, meaning you have not set it off to zero.
1: Okay. And you
2: said that
7: was publication 1212.
2: Yes, publication 1212, page 7, that deals with the term nominee. That's what they are. They're the nominee. But they say uh, if you're the receiver of a debt instrument of an OID of somebody else's funds, that means that's what they got, what oh, the utilities is drawing on, and you gave it to them. And then it states that you must fill out another 1099 OID, making yourself the payer and the owner the recipient. That means they got to return it back to you. The problem, folks, is the reason you're not getting paid from the deal that they're doing is because you did not tell them that you are the owner. They don't know who the owner is. They just robbed you because you came out the bank. They don't know who you are. They don't care. All they want is to get your credit. You have to give them an A or somehow tell them that I will be the creditor. Return it back to me. That's why we do an A because the A makes you the lender and makes them the borrower. Gotcha. And
3: you
2: read all that Nobody can return work. money You can see but you, It's a puzzle And I guess because my grandmother raised me on puzzles That I could see between everything You got to look and see between What's missing Oh yeah, they, they received this debt instrument And they got an OID Showing that they received it That's like a receipt But then they have to fill out another one well, Why would they need to fill out another OID Making themselves a payer and making you the recipient. Why? Well, maybe because in between the time that they took the money and they informed you that they had the money, so they want you to say, hey, I know you got the money. Hey, I am i don't have a problem with it. Give it back to me. Release it, and you can give it back to me. But that's all you're doing is tell them to release those funds and give them to you. Gotcha. But you didn't do that.
7: Okay, now what's the and uh, so that's basically with the ten that's what the ten ninety nine A, and what all forms do I what all forms do I do I send to request all that ten ninety nine A? Well, you
2: you send it when you send it back to the to the CFO, you know they gave you a coupon, they gave you a bill. It it belongs to the United States, uh, eighteen U S C eight people. That's like the Bible, eighteen U S C eight bills. Checks, Federal Reserve notes, even canceled stamps, belongs to the United States. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't I, if something belongs to Myron and you got it, how are you going to square off with me? What would you have to do? Say that again. I said. If you got something that belongs to me, how would you square off? If you got something that belongs to me, how would you square off with me? How can you get even with me? What would you have to do?
1: You have to give no, it
2: back to doing. you, right? You, he would have to yeah. give it back to you. Right. When you you say have square to gave even... <laughs> oh, Okay, the term, I said square off. I'm in I'm in Detroit. That's what we would be taught. We will square you up. No, <laughs> if I give you some money to zero, to zero my debt, you would do what? You would have get back to me. You wait a minute. your address. is three
7: three four. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is Alabama. Oh That's an Alabama I'm, number. I'm, I'm actually in Georgia though. Yeah. Okay, but my I'm sitting here, my cousin's right here. I'm looking at them. They from they from you follow. They right now. They were in the car when we we're driving. I didn't realize when you okay, said this before. Like that's it. Minutes oh. from yeah, they told me You're somebody left, somewhere left somewhere. I, uh, around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Exactly. I, I had to let them know one of your buddies down there called in. They'll be listening. That first time listening to me. Okay. Well, well sir, but if I'm there's no other, I, I, I'm thankful because your questions, I know there's a lot of people listening that's probably have the same situation. That's why I tell people call in, and, and you know we we here we we not being we not judging anybody. I'm not trying to be arrogant with you. I just need to, you to understand that you need to we have to graduate our mind. We have to move forward here and graduate ourselves. We've been educated poorly, all of us, including myself, and we're still learning. I'm glad you seeking the laws and the statues and everything. said, yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> so do something.
3: <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you, caller.
7: I, I do I do Thank appreciate you. it. Y'all take care of I continue listening in.
1: All right. All right. We have another caller, seven five, seven, five, one, five.
5: Hello. Evan. how are you all? Hello. Hi. Um well, uh, a question. know, I got a Parking bill. What you were talking about earlier, I got a bill. Um, you know when the camera takes your picture because they said you were speeding, and it's it has all caps and it's last name, first name, middle name. Which, that is my legal name, isn't it? So I wouldn't is be. That able on use your birth these. certificate? Excuse well, me. Know, the birth Excuse me.
2: is that. No, is that is that the order on your birth certificate?
5: Okay, nope. The birth certificate is first name, middle okay, name, yeah. last name.
2: Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right.
5: <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> okay. Loud, loud and clear. clear. Loud, and, <laughs> loud and clear. And that's only because their, their records must be
2: showing that. Their records are showing that last but That ain't you. That is right. not you. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure even up to this point in time, any paperwork that you sign, mortgage, whatever, you ain't never signed it last, first and middle. So where the hell they get that from? Well, I don't know. You don't right. know.
5: And all caps. Okay. Yep.
2: That's all. <laughs> all caps. Um, they always all caps. That, that's all they yeah. notice is all cap. They take no other way, but yep. the order is not so important.
5: Yeah, and we just we just think it's talking about us because it's, it looked like our name, <laughs> but it's not us.
2: Exactly. Exactly. What do they call them? It had a c- cinnamon, c- cinnamon. Wait, where it sounds like? Oh you're in court,
5: yeah, they, cinnamon. Yeah, when you in court mm-hmm. you say
2: your name, they don't know you talking about large and small. They just say, well, you right. say It sound like all camp names. So therefore, you all camp. Right. So right. They doing the same thing on paper with you, with us. They doing the same thing on paper. I'm sorry. I don't know who it is. I, I have I personally have no contract, but this name you have is not me. But you need to right. be registered with the post office so you won't they have them, you know, hey, that's not the way right. the post office won't let, let, let so everyone understand your post office
6: address
2: has your all legal legal name as part of the address. Mm-hmm. That is part of the address. It don't start with just a address and the state and the mm-hmm. city and the state. No, your all cap mm-hmm. name is part of it. So above it, I may I may write it uh, last, first, and middle, and then put down their name holder or uh, executor. Mm-hmm. But underneath it is going to be the all cap name with the address following it and the city, state, and the zip code. And they have four special numbers come after that zip code, that makes you a a different person that needs to be addressed. And that's called your business, uh, official business address. You know, you see some mails where they have a return address, has an address, and then they got a line, and underneath it says official business.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. That's your official business location. Your location doesn't mean it's your address that you live at. It's just a location right. that you're going to be. There's a lot. So Got you it. can still be a non-resident, and I pay no taxes. I'm a non-resident or whatever. But your official mm-hmm. business, they better know that they better address you by your official business address when they send mm-hmm. something to you. Otherwise,
5: mm-mm. It's not true. <laughs> they're not addressing you. <laughs> it, 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 they're not addressing me. Okay. They're not addressing yep. you. And anytime
2: you sign anything nowadays, when you see first name, you must always mm-hmm. put your first and middle name. I put a dash between them mm-hmm. so they look like one word. Mm-hmm. Put your first and like. middle. That's your first name. The the middle okay. name you leave blank, because the post office, uh, not the, the post office, nor the and the second the social security. Do not recognize middle name. Period. Mm. So what? Mm. Oh, no. So do mm-hmm. So therefore, you, you. That's why you're going to make your first. The first name, first middle. So now you going All to right. see it. So if any of them, if, if they address you, they better address you correctly.
5: Mhm. Okay. Okay. And so when you set uh, up, and, one more question.
2: To, right.
5: Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I know. No, I'm done. I'm oh, done. Okay. Go
5: ahead. Okay. Um, when you file your, when you're doing the, t- the uh, 1099, which trust are you filing on the taxes? Because I know you you do the estate trust. Well, you have the estate trust, and then you go back and do another trust, and then you do a, another trust. So which trust are, is it that you're filing the taxes on? When you do your 1041 or your 706? I mean 709.
2: I would I I will file I I will have one trust to file all my taxes on if you don't want to do them individually, just like a husband couldn't file his wife and his children under his Social Security. Pick you and have an a, a, a IRS, I pay tax trust. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's a trust where okay. you will be filing your taxes so you get a refund back. Now, once you get it back, it's up to you to, what do you call it, budget to the other trusts. You know, you're the business, you're head of all them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to be budget. On how much you want to spend, I have an I have a job and I need some employees and I got about fifty thousand. Well, why don't I make at least fifteen thousand for each employee? That way I can at least have three employees, mm-hmm. and I know that I have an account set up and I go get a line of credit on that account and some checks. So I know I got forty-five thousand that I'm able to pay my employee no matter what the situation is because it's a debt. So I can write checks on a debt. But the point is being that. You budget your employees' <clears> paying and <throat> that way you know. And, and, and at the end of the year, if that employee didn't make you $15,000, guess what? I I got to lay you off. You is not worth my money. So when you're doing the Go ahead.
5: 1099, when you're doing your OIDs, and you know how you have to file the, um, let's just say, 1041, to get the money back. Would well, you file that with your all caps name? Because that's what it came out of. So you would do a 1041 with no, your all caps no, name? No, no, Oh. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. If you, feel like okay. if you file out any tax form, whether it's a 1040 or 1041, they got other sheets called Schedule C or Schedule B or Schedule A where you show incomes coming from other sources. It doesn't matter. Oh. They don't care where oh. it comes from as long as it's all filed and given to them. Okay. I think a 1041 has what they call a worksheet. So you'll file a worksheet uh-huh. for every single bank in the town or whatever. I think ten forty ones have called a worksheet. But well, remember now, okay. you're going off of the carbon copy that they're giving you. The banks and whoever you're going after, mm-hmm. they must send mm-hmm. you copy B or whatever it is. So that means they've already filed the, the P copy into the IRS, and the money's just sitting in your escrow account of whoever you filed mm-hmm. when you get your 1099. Cause... Hello? Okay. Yeah. Hello? Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. She was Thank thinking. you so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carla. I hope I hope I was able to assist you all and anyone else out there. I, yeah. I know I go out a little bit more because I know that some people don't know what we're talking about, and I'm trying to kind of run, run it running real quick. So, but I did I answer your question?
5: Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Enjoy listening. All right. to okay, you, you all. Every Sunday.
2: All right.
1: Okay, and again, the number to call in is 323-642-1586 and push the number 1 and I'll see your hand raised. Mr. Rice, you still there?
2: Oh, yep, 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 yep. I'm sorry, I wasn't even focusing on it. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the questions and I'm trying to answer some of the things that have been questioned to me. Um, I you know, we spoke earlier about the tax-secure people. Um, folks are using, you know, some of the questions and problems folks are saying, is, oh, I, I can't afford the registration fee, $18, $20, whatever. I, I can't afford the certified mailing anymore. You need to listen to that tax-secure. People all, all over the world is doing this for free, not putting nothing on there but the stickers themselves. So that is what I do recommend that folks try it out, but make sure in the return address that you're putting down there non-domestic, not U.S. Now, for those folks who's going to get registered with the post office, they got that word in there that says United States. Do not put that in your return address. Replace that United States with the non-domestic non-US and underneath it you could put your crib number and your MIM number underneath that showing that you are a registered post office but everything is supposed to be done internationally so you don't want to say United States because you're under the international mail manual not the domestic mail manual so I just want to just bring that to people's attention now that's is
1: that in the left hand corner of the return? That's where you put that at?
2: Yes. Well you got well, you're gonna put your uh because you don't need any name on there, but you're going
0: to,
2: oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, You're going to put in your uh, all cap names, legal name, underneath it, you're gonna put your address that the post office gave you as your official business address. Underneath that, you put city, state, and the zip code that they gave you, but the zip codes need to be in brackets. And then underneath that, you're going to put, don't put the U.S., United States that they gave you, but you're going to put in that non-domestic, non-U.S. underneath that. And then under there, underneath that, I did the uh, uh, my crib number, and the number that was given to me, comma my men's number, and number given to me, and I have a space. And then he talks about using the international mail manual and the references that states that you can do this for free. All, you see all of that under when you go tax procure They show you that information mm-hmm. of what you put on the return address and and also what you're going to have on your staff. And and they're both in color, so. Um, I use the Avery 5160 for the stamp and Avery 5163 for the return address. So, go are the Avery. Now, one Avery, and I'm not sure because when you do the stamp and your thumbprint on it, I had a problem when I, I printed it out, and it came, apparently it was on transparency, so it smeared. Uh, if you're going to print it on a laser printer, then you shouldn't have a problem. But when you use an inkjet printer to mm-hmm. do the labels to stamp itself, it might smear. And I'm trying to think of there's Another Avery that I used that it was paper, you know, when it, like I peeled off paper. I didn't peel, peel off transparency, but I peeled uh-huh. off paper. Now, that's the one you would use so that your thumb, it won't smear and your thumbprint will come out clear. Mm. So, the 5160
1: and the 63, uh, that's the one that where it
2: might smear, right? Yeah, yeah, one, because one is real small, you know, like a regular address label. The other one is kind of wide, so because remember all the information I just gave you, plus you're going to put some rules. So, you want to make sure you got room enough to type it all in would so come out nice and and even and i I think I still had one room for, for another line if I need another line but i I put that in there uh three or four days later. I did a tracking and it was going through it was in transit okay
1: so. and uh, and uh the gateway uh republic uh the f r five hundred business. Was registered today. That video really explained things uh, to the people.
2: Well, it does. Tell, it does tell them how to set up a, um, a sole proprietary business.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, your name in the business is a sole proprietary with an EIN number, and of course, the business is under your name. So your name, all cap name. Is now a sole proprietary listed as a business, and it also has the EIN number. So that's what you would use. See, Clay, that's what you could use when you're going through and and doing the registration before you uh, get to the post office. I don't believe that because I'm trying to remember. I don't think they really they didn't ask me for C when I did my name. Then at C never did ask me for no EIN number. Period. I attach that later when I figured out years before that I set up a EIN number for my all cap name. Yeah, I don't remember I,
1: ANC asking for no EIN number.
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you, I would, I suspect you need one. So that's for me a way of adding one on here. I, I guess he's telling you how to attach one to your biz, official business, in the, in the, uh, for the post office. But I'm not looking to make the ANC into you no know, sole proprietary. As I said earlier, I don't want to think I have to be under any corporation of any state and have to follow any of the rules because I got something licensed under them.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. I hope it makes sense. I hope this makes sense to you all out If it don't make sense, don't, don't not, not call in. You know, the so only silly question is when it's not asked. If you don't ask it, you are you, you're, you're, you're gonna be confused. I'm 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 still confused. But at least I'm starting somewhere. And that's all I'm telling you, folks. Start somewhere. Start with something. You can only gather so much information and I have so much information, it is confusing. This guru says that. That guru says this. This, that, that, and the other. It's all there. It's all confusing, even to, for me. However, if it don't make sense, I ain't going to try it. I'm not going to try it. So I'm just doing what seems to make sense. But it seems, uh, uh,
1: you know, I was bump. You know, I had all this information. But until I really start doing things, then that's when I really learned. Once I did it, it stuck. I'm like, okay, I did it this way. So it's nothing like really doing it yourself. It's one thing to read about it and hear about it, but to do it yourself is a whole different thing here. We have another caller, uh, 314-913. 314?
4: Um, up um Brother Myron, uh, Sister that? Beverly, how y'all doing
0: tonight? Right, uh, right.
4: Myron, I, I need to get some information. Um, I, I have a brother that was uh, incarcerated, um, and he's um, – how do you make the claim for that time that he was um, in that prison camp or concentration camp? Well, How, how does he make the claim for that?
2: It's it's not a claim. It's a tax issue. There's transactions going on, whether you know it or not. And if it's a tax situation, then you address the IRS and let them know this is happening. You need to, uh, first of all, ask for, and there's a form called a 1099-LTC, long-term care. Same thing senior citizens would be doing. Say that one again, 1099-LTC. LTC, okay. LTC. Long-term care. Long-term yeah. care. They, they, are, they not, are, they, are they not doing publication 1212, which tells you page seven, which is saying that the nominee is taking money, they're stealing from you because taking, you're taking the money out, and then they're robbing you when you walk out the bank. So okay. they're not seeing. Everything that happens in the courtroom, the IRS don't know about it. The government don't know about it because no one told. Yeah. Let one put in, once you file that 1099-A, and it's kind of difficult because you don't know what the cost is on the bond that he's been held for. You don't know what the, co- what the cost is on the court case that that mm-hmm. went through. The judge is supposed to get an OID, or he's supposed to give you an OID, but the warden at the prison is supposed to give you the LTC. So the question is, how do you get it from them? Because like they're supposed to give it to you. means they probably made a claim that they took money out. I would go about, as I've been telling folks, write a simple one paragraph letter to the commissioner of the IRS explaining. And I have some laws out there. If you go to scribe uh, letters that you write to the bank, matter of fact, if you type my name on, I'm going to give you all a gift. Type my name on Google, Myron Charles Rice, and you will see so much stuff that I've done that people are putting into their website. But there's a letter that was sent to the bank as trustees, telling them the laws that the IRS says that says hey, you're supposed to give me an OID, and the LTC is the same thing as an OID. So you okay. need to write a well, letter
4: to is, commission. It 10.99. Yeah, long-term care that that means that you were uh, that they were the trustee uh, during that duration of your um, of your enslavement. So they were um responsible for you, and um I believe this would be a good time to use that form two eleven where it's the informant that you're telling that these people did not follow i r s procedure and report those uh things back to the i r s because they um put them on the stock market because every judge yeah has was a, only
2: uh, go ahead. No, but you only start the the argument or start filing a claim against them once you after you notify them. You have to notify them first. They notify you of everything. You have to notify them what you're looking for and attach the copy. From uh, one person got a response back to the from the commissioner and they went to court and got a judgment based on what that decision was, and then sent it over to the trustees or I call them nominees or they're called uh issue okay. one of the three names trustees nominees or issuers, whatever name they want to be, it don't matter as long as they give you these items and file those forms with the i r s now once they don't file a form and I have to suggest if you're going to be a representative of him uh tax wise you need a where they got a twenty eight forty eight where he's making you his um power Our attorney he's giving you yeah. so yeah you if you so you're addressing his taxes with some tax person, but at least you're addressing it. And now you can file a complaint that he they're not giving you what's required for this man to be an honest taxpayer. See, because people in prison yeah. aren't filing taxes. They're really getting themselves in trouble, period. That's why a lot of times when they come out, they can't vote, they can't do nothing. Their privileges has been removed. Well, because, well, but now, problem. once you get out,
4: yeah, you well know, once you go uh to so called prison you're in legalized slavery and what happens is that person still hasn't paid his debt. He still hasn't put those GSA bonds with the authenticated uh birth certificate in to pay the debt. Um and so when you're like on probation or paper as they call it, probation or parole, you're still um you're still on you still have a debt out. And but you know, depending on what that sentence was, or what the um, what it what it coded out, and how long they put that bond up, that's why most people cannot. Um, they're still in slavery until that bond is dead. So they still have to pay yeah. the uh, tax. They still have to pay um, yeah. their debt. That's this why most people that's cannot. That's what
2: people. That, but that's the, but that's the part people are not understanding. Do you have? Are you on a computer? Can you pull up 18 USC 8? Eight? Can Can you do that on your phone? Or I want you to read the first three yeah. words: 18 USC 8.
4: Okay,
2: I'm pull, my computer is coming up now. Okay, I want you to understand what he just said. These terms that he just used: bonds. Once the bond is paid off, bonds, bonds. It, 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 why are you paying off anything? What is what's the first three words in there? On um, 18 USC 8, I have to tell you it the definition. As it says other
4: securities of the United States. I'm I'm pulling it up under uh, Cornell Legal School. The term obligation okay. Wait, or says- other security of the United States and that the obligation and other security of the United States is in parentheses. And it says includes
2: all bonds, certificate.
4: Okay. Indebted- Stop
2: right and- there. Stop right there. Hold up. Hold up. Because I thought it said, don't it say of the United States defined, don't it say the word defined after the United States?
4: Um, Not in this, not under the Cornell legal school. I said, they have the term, and they have uh, open parentheses, obligations, or other securities of the United States, closed parentheses, okay? and then it, I just got it includes said, I thought it was going to be defined.
2: Those, those parentheses uh, mean I that, that. that. I don't know if I that's go what was the law,
4: What's that? Yeah, you
2: need to go another because the parentheses mean that, that. That don't even exist, so therefore I don't even want to know about that. Or anything in parentheses or in boxes means it don't even exist. So you got to find me something that's not in parentheses. Eighteen USC eight. It? 18, Eighteen
1: USC eight.
4: Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go to the I, I, I,
1: gov,
4: uh website. Okay. And under title eight. Uh, let me pull this up. No, t- title eighteen. Title eighteen. Yeah, title eighteen. Ob- it says obligations or other securities of the United
2: States defined.
4: Okay, and there I you go. To That's
2: see... the to I See people, I, I want... when you see something in parentheses, that means it don't exist. I'm just trying to tell you how to logically start looking at things and and looking at the contents of what you're reading and understanding what you're reading. They didn't have that word defined in there. I wonder why they didn't want to put that in Cornell. But anyway, defined. But it's the first two words you read. What's okay, the first you two words in that sentence? Title
4: one under, under the uh, general provisions? No, you no, no, that? no. Just read the law
2: itself, the code. You well, you know,
4: when you go, you go to all. Well, you know, when you go to the GOP one, oh. they. They give you all of the runaround in there. They have all. No, 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 no. Okay, um, I'm just trying to find out. What
2: is what is it saying?
4: Okay, it says obligations and other securities of the United States, and it has the same thing. It says the term open parentheses obligations no, or
2: other securities. That, no, that's not. No, that's not what I want. You read it before. You said defined. I mean, you said it because I don't want that. That's not what we're looking for. Anything in parentheses don't exist. I don't yeah, want to
4: read nothing that's not real. Okay, it says under Section 8, obligations or other securities of the United States defined, and then it gives you, it says the term, and I like I say, parentheses, open parentheses, close parentheses, and it says includes all bonds, certificates of indebtedness,
2: National Bank. Current. Okay, hold up. Federal All right, Reserve all right. I, I don't want to go. I, hold up, sir. Hold up, hold up. I don't want to go okay. further. I just want to see those two words you said, all bonds. Now, listen to what it's saying. All bonds are what? Yeah. yeah. Obligations or, or a of security the of the States. United States. So yeah. why is he in jail over a bond? What he needs to do is subrogate the bond. Tell them. I want to get that bond to pay my debt and sign it. It's in his name. I'm telling you, know they can get their own stuff out of jail. All they got to do is say, you got a bond on me. They should have said it at the time they would bond was written up. I need you to subjugate that bond. It's called subjugation. I need you to replace yeah. me as the person who wrote up the bond instead of me as the one that's trying to get pre-penalized for the bond.
4: Well, well, because so the United bond States.
2: itself, the bond itself don't belong to you. The bond don't belong to you. So why are you are you in jail serving time to that bond get fulfilled? All you need to do is get a certified copy of the bond and sign it and give it back. Give okay. it to the treasurer because he belongs to the United States. So get the bond, get a certified copy of the bond and sign it and return it to the person who you get who it belongs to they don't belong to you belong to the united states why don't you give it back to them why are you sitting there doing time putting 10 or 15 years in
4: but you know the united states uh their main thing is is peonage uh slavery so they don't mind putting an indigenous person in there uh into uh, back into slavery.
3: That has no, nothing because- to do.
2: No, that, no, 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 no. We're not going to go there. It's not their fault. It's our education is wrong. Not what they do. They got it in open, right there in the open for you to read. It just told you. All obligations and securities of the United States define. You know what define means? That whatever you say after that belongs to whatever the United States. It's right there in the open but you didn't yeah. give it back to them. Just like when you get your bill at every month on your utility and it has a routing number and account number. That means you already paid for it. How did you pay for it? They took it out of your estate. So when you send a check or money order, you just paid twice. Who fault is that? Theirs or yours? Well,
4: the thing is. You're looking at
2: it. You're looking at a check. You're looking at yes. a check, the coupon. When, if you read, keep reading through that section there. All coupons, all bills. Yeah, that's their stuff. Yeah, it so is. B- so we can for How come
3: we
4: notes? Were inserted before coupons because such notes have much have almost uh, supplanted national bank currency. Okay, yeah, all of those belong to the United States. But what I'm saying is that uh, because uh, I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong or anything. What I'm just saying is, one, because of our ignorance that we don't know that we're dealing with all private corporations, but all of these corporations, uh, the reason they take those is because they all have a 501c3 attached to them, and they're under the Catholic Church. So the church does accept donations. So when you send that check in, they look at it as a donation to the church. This is how they okay. look at it,
3: and, and I, they I take did,
4: that and they take and the coupon and they send it back into the treasury to get their um, and to get their payment. And but we have to do is um, is send in the 1099A. Saying that we haven't abandoned these funds and to get those things transferred back over to us, what you always say, but that is one reason why yeah. they're always looking for um, that um, your donation that you have put in, because for one, yeah, but your both you your you don- your
2: donation. Yeah, but your donation needs to be the coupon that was given to you, not something coming out of your bank account, not something coming out of your pocket, not no money order that you sent in to pay the bill. Give them back the coupon. Now that you signed and endorsed the back of the coupon, now they don't have a problem to give you the original money back and finish publication 1212 where they are the payer and you the reciprocant so you can file your, get your money back on the OID but they take that coupon. Now, you endorse a coupon that belonged to them. Now they can send that in and get paid. Now they could get paid other, under, on the coupon and the bill that you gave back to them.
4: So you endorse it.
2: They don't have to take the money that you took out of I your send account.
4: I them to with. the IRS. Send them to uh, my regional office uh, at the IRS, wherever – that is, I
2: send well it's no, in Kansas no, City. No. No, no, no. You don't send it to the IRS. You don't send it, you set it off. You gotta remember the IRS is part of the debt. They're on the debt side of the ledger. There's a debt and there's an asset. The asset must go to the US Treasury or the Internal Revenue. The debt goes to the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, or back to the corporation that give it to you in the first place, so you send it back to the CFO. He knows what you what to do with it. It's his job. Now he can file it and send that coupon to the federal uh, to the Federal Reserve System and get paid. And and the money that he removed from your estate, he could now send it back to the uh, principal, which is you. He don't need yeah. your money. He went and got money off of the coupon that he gave you. Well, this is why I, I hope I'm, I'm trying to explain the system. Huh? Oh, what?
4: I, I, I understand that. But when I'm saying that this is why the Pope had to come here and he got in their ass because he said they have failed in their fiduciary duties because of the corruption that the Knights were doing. This was, it started the civil war. Um, uh, Because they're used to getting paid Three times The donation The coupon And then when you abandon the funds uh, After those three years That's their third payment And so This is And this is why the Pope He shut them down Shut down Close up the corporation And now that Donald Trump He's handling The final stage The liquidation So Uh yeah, I understand, you know, they're supposed to take the coupon, but also um, if you never put anything down or rebut, saying you're not a 14th Amendment citizen, that, you know, um, because they said they're not paying any 14th Amendment citizen in any enumerated slave's debt. That's why you're supposed to uh, proclaim your nationality as being indigenous as being a moor so that you can get
2: the proper right, you know? No. Okay. Well, that that's one way of doing it, but all of us don't need to be moors. I just got in not in Michigan. Anyway, folks, I just got the needs and bounds of a whole state of Michigan, but I sent a letter yeah. to the attorney general, giving the needs and bounds of a hospital. I was born at, unless you're a man on the land and the soil, and I don't care what name you want to put behind it, what nationality you want to do. I'm a man on the land and the soil. That's what God put me, and that's the only Ephesians two nineteen. I'm a citizen of God, and they gotta accept the Bible. So any in, in scripture it has to be acceptable, and it not say nothing about God saying I need to be a moor. I'm on the land and the soil. Now I have the Meigs well, bounds know. of Michigan, and I believe, and I have the of bounds of the hospital. I was born at, and you just need to state that because when you were born. You were born a national, a a state citizen as well as a U.S. citizen. It's just that you've only been promoting the U.S. citizen party. Now you need to, now that you understand, you need to flip the script and become a state citizen. That makes you not a U.S. citizen when you're a state citizen, or there's another way you become an American national. Now you're going up to the next level, as I'm an American national, and all of y'all people yes. are foreign. But we are all of the state. We are all citizens of the state anyway. The state is supposed to protect you. The state has funds to pay all your education, all your medical, and anything else that you request from the state. Nobody's requested anything from the state. They all sit there running after some treasury directs, some federal money, money and all that. Excuse me. Every year the state gets money. Why aren't you asking the state for a new car? Why aren't you asking the state to get you a new house? Why are you not telling the state to pay your student loan? Why? Because it all belongs to them in the first place. You just read it. It belongs yes, to them. Yes, it's all their obligations.
4: Yes, it's all their obligations. Okay, so why aren't, yes, you
2: telling, why aren't you telling them to handle it? Why aren't you telling them to handle it? I, I don't get it. If someone is you... If you if you owe somebody else's money, it's on give it back to them so they so your debt is zero. Your so student loan is zero. Give it to the state treasurer. He's the one that set it up, find it in your code. In Michigan it's MCL three 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 dot two eight nine two. Michigan, MCL three 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 dot the, treasure yeah, the of state the treasurer is, the bunch
4: is holding all of your private property. The state treasurer is holding all of your private property. That's where all of your so, private so why property aren't is you going with the state treasurer. Yeah, well,
3: so maybe
4: you we just, just send those, Yeah, so Go maybe ahead. we should just send all of those coupons and everything to the state treasurer because they... are. Um, that's where all of your uh, private property is. And, yeah. you know, and your if, if what
2: you say is true, it, yeah, so if what you say is true, why are people getting foreclosed on? How come people are not saying, excuse me, uh, I'm just a virtual uh, renter. I'm just a virtual just renting it. I'm a, I'm a tenant. The, the state owns it. Is the state kicking me out of my house? I don't think it is. Let me see a letter well, from that, the state saying, cause like you just said, they don't the hold it they'll of all property. So why aren't we seeing the state, a letter from the state saying, you got to get out of your house?
4: Because they what they do is, that all of the counties and everything, they have an interest in your property, but because most people never read their, um, their agreements or anything and they filed the wrong claim, they called the bank instead of calling the title company where your insurance is held because it's insured, to make the claim to tell them to pay the uh, bank because you miss your payment. Okay. A-
2: education you're, again. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. supposed to they, make they the claim. Insurance.
4: Yeah, you have to make the claim with the uh, yeah. with the insurance department, which is where the title company and all of that they have it. And that's why you, they say yeah. uh, you have to have a claim so a release can be granted. If you never put the claim in, you can't get yeah. your release
2: that's exactly what happened that's exactly what yeah. happened but you wrote up they wrote it see they wrote it up and you can subrogate it and file a claim on there if this was something that was that you opened up your own self and it got paid out to somebody you can file a claim and get the same amount to yourself again subrogation is being done here you need to understand why yeah how you can get replaced by whoever filed it you could be one of the recipients to receive the insurance, just like it went to whoever you hit with your car or your medical or any of that other stuff. You could do it. But the point here is that everything belongs to the United States. It tells you that. The state owns the property, and they don't really own it. They're kind of like the manager. The United States is really the person that owns it, but all the states are the manager for the property that's inside their boundary and territory. But uh, but the point is you're not well again the, the majority of time we're not going to court because we don't even know when they foreclose they give you a letter and that's it you never see any kind of you really supposed to show up in court because most states are non-judicial that's why they put that non-judicial so you don't even know there is no court to go to to argue the argument point where's the letter from the state kicking me out of my house that they're the landlord but, so why are the landlords kicking me out?
4: But you know, also under UCC eight, it tells you um, when you're dealing with um, with securities and everything in breach of contract that you have to make a counterclaim. Nobody ever makes a counterclaim. Yeah. Anytime you go to court, you have Again, to put in a counterclaim so relief can be granted. You know, because but nobody's it, going it, to it court, is. sir. No one's going to court. No
2: one goes to well, court you on have a mortgage on a foreclosure.
4: Well, you know, the thing is, you, you're supposed to um, bring about suit um, for yourself. Bring a counterclaim against exactly. uh, against those people. The that, um, that um, what is it? The um, the the people that's handling that you know what sold to your um, that sold your um, your note to another company. Uh, I forget what exactly yeah. they call that, but. That company has, uh, you um, have to sue them. Uh, you I'll can sue I'll the bank me. because, I'll for one, they're um, dealing in, uh, you never, after that promissory note, after the nine months it matured, they turned it into security. You never received benefits for that. So they're engaging in security yeah. frauds. You have to let uh, the SEC know. Uh, you know, so but, you need to bring a, a court, uh, Um. A counter uh, action against them And um, If that judge gets out of hand You go to his Look and see if he's um, paid his bar uh, If he's uh, Still a member of the bar And paying dues To get a certified copy of that Conflict of interest So you know um, but There's a lot of ways to tie these people up And to get what you need to do Uh, You need to report it To the attorney general That um, this company uh, They might not even be licensed To do business in that state Um, That's why you know That's why you do get a DBA Saying you're licensed to do business in that state A lot of these companies Like the IRS They're not licensed to do business In the United States So you have to you know Do a UCC 11 search on that So there's a lot of things you have to do uh, But you know You have to make your claim with that insurance company so that you can get your relief. You know, um, that's the biggest thing with the mortgages. And if and if you go into court, these people are asking you for – anytime somebody asks you for money or demand money, then they're saying they have a fiduciary duty to you. So that's when that Form 56 comes in handy. So – but, you know, Brother well, Myron – I know a lot of people you – know, um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Go ahead. Now, listen, I know a lot of people who did what they call unlawful detainment, which is how to start a case off when you're arguing about what they're doing. They're doing it unlawfully. And the court has ignored it while it was going through the process of the federal. The law, courts course, ignored it. Again, I th- I'm still on the thing that we haven't tried it. Let's try something in new type of enforcement by start addressing it to the post office, the so, inspector general. Of the post office because you are yes. a registered customer so it don't cost anyone listen up it doesn't cost you one penny not one penny to be a registered customer of the post office so why don't you go to that way you can use their judiciary system they started all these corporations our contract with them and you have a contract I'm just saying I know people who did those unlawful foul cases. You don't need to be in court because that's, they 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 hob now with each other. They sleep with each other, wives, and go to parties and drinking. You think they're gonna be making judgment? You be the day you collect with it would be the day they throw the dirt on your sweat on your grave. That's when they say, "Okay, you won," and then they're, then they're, you don't oh, I... get nothing. It takes too long and too lengthy. But maybe we need to look at somebody who's outside. Of the United States to take care of them. Now you're not in a Article One court, which is what they have because they are administrators. You're going with an Article Three court. That means you better yes, you have to someone to file yes. a claim against you.
4: Yes, you need to be in an Article Three court. And Thank you. And that so that's what you're kind of doing. Yeah, you have to try okay. and get to the right court, but all courts, all, all okay. your business should always be handled in the county and not in federal because that's a whole nother corporation. You know uh, that comes under.
2: Well, the, okay, thank you, thank you very much. We got another caller. Thank you. All right. All right, thank you. Very good. Okay. Four one nine five zero eight. Four one nine five zero
1: eight.
6: Ohio. Hey guys doing? Um. Hey, yes, Ohio. Um. I was calling on, because pray. I was actually I was listening to the brother, uh, brother L from a few weeks ago, and I remember in previous uh, podcast, Myron, you touched based on 15 USC chapter one, section one and two, and that was talking about uh, trust. Uh, comma, etc. Comma, in restraint of trade, illegal. Uh, semicolon, penalty. And then section two was talking about monopolizing trade as a felony. Semicolon, penalty. And it was referring to tr- either uh, every person who shall monopolize or attempt to ma- to monopolize or combine or conspire with any other person or persons to monopolize in any other part of trade or commerce among the several states or with foreign masters. With foreign nations shall be deemed Guilty of a felony or Or excuse me guilty of a felony Comma and comma on Conviction thereof comma Shall be punished by fine Not exceeding a hundred million dollars If a corporation comma or Comma if any other person Comma one million dollars Comma by imprisonment Not exceeding ten years And then uh section One was referring to the same thing Basically uh that you would you shall be punished up to a hundred million dollars and if any other person shall be fined $1 million in a million dollars in imprisonment not exceeding up to ten years. Um but I was wondering if, if he was to use a mid and a cred number to put himself in international jurisdiction, would he be able to kinda of use the post office as a way to use that code to go uh I guess make a claim against the court or against the people that were arresting him and you know, detaining them because, from what my understanding was, it was 23 days and he was in jail or, or something of that degree. I'm not really uh totally accurate. That was yeah, you know, yeah, what... yeah.
2: But, but yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, and he needs to. He that's one thing. Those things he probably need to do. But remember, the crib number, and the mem number is not international. That's registering yourself on the USPS for so that non-domestic. Non-U.S., that's the international part of uh, we dealing with the uh, international mail manual and not the domestic mail manual. But what that brother did is he showed me while he was in jail, he he received his American national card. Like he was in there, exactly nine days after he was in, uh, he received his national, American national card. So he's no longer under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Uh, we're following. I'm trying to follow him to see what he wants, what he's gonna do, how he's gonna announce this, how he's gonna get rid of everything. Because he went. There's a group of people he's with uh, that you can get into as an American national. And I was mentioning that's one step above the uh, state citizen that I that I said. And I got a website that gives you my state that shows you I'm a state citizen or not. Um, but I, I'm okay. really trying to see what he can do. As far as just being out of the system, and then he can say, you are damaged. Now he can go with the U uh, 15 USC one and two, um, that, yes, that they said uh, they violated him. Cause they can only post to hold you 72 hours. That's it. Three days up to, yes, and even sir. that should yes, be, that yes, should be sir. argumentative Absolutely. right there. Cause yeah, you be, you detained me from doing commerce, period. Exactly. Period. Exactly. This, is, why went, this is one reason I so, told I you matter. about. <laughs> is, yeah, I told you about get out of jail free trust. Where you're gonna have a trustee, where the trustee is gonna have a ID showing that they're a notary. Get a trustee who's a notary, so they got an ID notary. You're going to file uh, a, a UCC one as a trust that was created. You created, I should say. Let me put it in the right order. Uh, Number one, a notary would be your trustee. So she has an ID showing that she's a notary. Number two is you set up a trust where that notary would be your trustee. So you set up a trust where that notary would be a trustee. Number three is you file a UCC1 where your straw man, your estate trust, is controlled. The secure party creditor will be the trust that your notary is the trustee of. Now, you just show ownership over the name with the UCC one, the trust. When she goes to the court, they, they say they detain you. You give me a couple. She goes in there as an attorney and say, "Wait a minute, this is my property. I have a higher lien, but you follow in UCC one where you're putting like a forty-seven million dollar lien on it that you have that was given to you by the the uh, debtor. So you walk in there with a higher lien." You walk in with a notary, so that makes you an officer of the court, and you have a UCC1, you know, showing you've got a higher lien. I'm sorry, you got the, the IRS CP575E that states that you're the trustee of the trust that has a lien on a estate trust. You got and my father to talking too fast here. You get it?
6: It's, it's recorded, so I can always go back and continue.
2: Okay. Yeah. you 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 have three situations that this this trustee would have. Being that she's, you know, you got you got, you have the trustee, uh part of your trust, you create a trust, and of course the trustee. And but the trustee is also a notary. Try to find a notary right. so that way she has the step of of a judge when she walks in. She's an officer of the court. So that's one plus for her. The second is that. She's got a CP575 from the IRS saying that she's the trustee of a trust. That's number two. Number three okay. is that you file a UCC1 on the estate trust, your estate trust, a state trust, that the secure party creditor is the trust. Remember, a trust is holding another trust as a lien. One fictional Entity is holding another fictional entity, so I ain't crossing no lines. I'm not talking about no man owning it, no woman owning it. I'm talking about one trust controlling another trust. But that trust, trustee can step in and say, this is my property. Get it out of jail. You either pay me whatever you claim you owe, or you have to
6: let them go. There's no options here. Yes, sir. Um, I, I just court. have one more I'm quick question here. Yes. I remember you referring to you stated that you would have rather you it was a previous uh, show on Truth to Power that you stated you would have used your initials for the foreign entity, so it would have sta- it would have showed on the uh, actual paperwork foreign rather than the foreign part being cut off of the paperwork. Does that make sense? It was. Um, it was about no. man. It was about a year and a half ago on the the previous cast. I was listening to it, and you made the uh, comment about when you something referring to using instead of using your all cap name, use the initials so that if the uh, foreign trust or foreign uh, the foreign tag was on the actual business paperwork. But if you don't remember that, that, that mm-hmm. here or there, sure.
2: this was about a year ago. <laughs> um, yeah, you was, about was
1: what he saying was was you saying that when you did the trust, make the name short enough so you could make sure the word trust is on
2: there? Is that what you Oh, Yeah. About? I, is that what you tell? Yeah. I mean, when you name them, I use letters. You know, your mother's first initial, your father's first initial. And then whatever the trust is listed as, whatever you want. Like if I got, like I have a real estate trust, so it would be the mother, the child of uh, child, James, I'll say E and J, a property management trust. or uh, You know, yes, just right. something that use initials of your sisters or, or your fathers. Just use initial. keep it short, but make sure you put a detail of what the trust is a little bit ideal because you know, you could create an infinite amount of trust. It might get kind of crazy when you don't know what trust is doing what.
6: Yes, sir. You know, uh, that's all I had. I actually tune back in and let you keep going. I apologize, but I, I appreciate your time. You can continue.
2: Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm just glad you were listening to me a year ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
6: <Thanks>. <laughs> yes,
2: sir. That Thanks, I, that's okay. I tell you, any calls, folks out there, just put my name, Myron Charles Wright, on the Google search. And, I mean, they got all my documents. It, it keeps changing because before it had my ANC and my, my assuming business up there. Now it has my surrendering my vehicle, turning my vehicle in. And, you know, it's a sitcom and uh and all these folks so I don't know, my stuff, someone's getting them out and they're putting them on other sites so I, I just think that um, that's one way of knowing what I've done, who I am um, last, a couple of days ago I even they showed, they even have my advertising in the newspaper when I publicized what I was doing they even had a link for that and I'm trying to copy all these links and put them where if anybody up in court just check this link and and tell you who I am, you know? If you're in front of a police officer, I think you need to hear. Type these links in so you know who I am before you even address me. Because I'm not who you think. I am not a U.S. citizen. That's who you assume I am. But this is paperwork showing that I'm not. Okay?
1: All righty. Well, we, we have like seven minutes left. And uh, give out your Skype so the people know
2: how to contact you. Okay, my Skype ID is Rice Tech R I C T E C H six five five seven. Rice Tech. And let me folks please. Um two things that I really like people to do, uh that know how to do uh, let's say like this. When we send our children to school, uh they they have, you know, school supplies. You don't send a kid to school or the first their school without the school supplies. This is a not just a learning experience, but this is a state of life. This is the way you're looking to live the rest of your life, what we talk about here. There's a few things I think that you need to have on hand, and one of them is a computer or Internet access. I don't know whether you're doing it to your phone or whatever, but you need a computer and you need to have a scanner. You need to scan stuff. When you send me something, don't be taking no picture. I'm sorry. I can't see half of it. It's dark on one end of the paper and light on the other end. Put it on a flatbed scanner. They got them now at, I know, at uh, Myers for uh, $60. For, I one for saw one for $49. Yeah, I saw one for $44. Yeah, go yeah, so get Scanner and
1: everything.
2: Scan a copy of 501 the 50 bucks. Yeah, say under $50, go get one, scan it in, then send it to me uh, so I could read it, read the documents. I can't read these pictures, try to zoom in and zoom out and move in and scan it in so it comes up with like a regular document. Those are your school supplies, folks. Get you a computer, get you a printer with a scanner, and learn how to use Skype or even if we do Zoom. Uh, I learned that Zoom, I could, we could transfer, look at, talk to each other, look at our desktop, and you could transfer the file to me. We did it on Zoom earlier today. We trans I was on Zoom, we're talking, you're looking at my desktop, and I'm able to send you the documents so you can see it for yourself. So there's something things that, you know, I'm not trying to just say, hey, you, you got to do this or we can't talk. But the point is, Let's help each other out. You can't do this stuff if you're not computer literate. That's just all I'm going to say. Most of these things, you have to go online to register. You can put a UCC on someone and not run, My 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 see what, 60 miles from here? I, was, I don't need to drive and spend no gas when I could just go ahead and file it for $15, which would cost which would be the gas that I would spend just driving up there and back. So, you know, it isn't such something we need to start doing, people. If you would not, and if you're not computer living, then I suggest you go get your six or seven year old child grandkid, and I get you, I bet you they can do it for you. Cause they, go it. they They come out
1: the room knowing how to
2: work these computers. Yeah, but they, they learned computers in preschool. I mean, come on, they're learning computers in preschool. Matter of I fact, I just got moved in one elementary school, kindergarten, they were giving them little laptops and stuff. You know, there's some schools give them computers the first day. Yeah. This, is, this is the school supply, folks. Don't come to me, telling me this, that, another, and, and i read your paperwork and, again, I can find more errors in the paperwork than what you're telling me on the phone because I can see the evidence in front of you and show it to you that we have to share the screen so you can see and I could point out what you what we're talking about. You know, folks, I went, I, I filed my, uh, uh, what, you know, they filed the paperwork. Yeah, something happened. Someone filed their, uh, their um, deed, uh, land, land deed, um, on top of their warranty deed. They, they was trying to file it down at the registered deed. They did a, a, a deed, an uh, affidavit on top of the deed, but they didn't accept it. And I'm like, you know, well, did you show them in your contract, your mortgage, uh, Section 18, where it states that this is what you can do at a future date? Uh, no, I didn't know it was there. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. When I tell you, show you, I don't know, I assume I, he did what I asked him, but he said he wasn't listening because you find I'm giving you the law that tells you what to do so you can attach it as an exhibit. It's your mortgage. It's already been filed. So it's not like they can say, oh, well, this is not something we can excuse me. It's already in your record of filing. So anything inside of it, I can exercise, just like they exercising taking my property off of the same mortgage statement. So they're using them. They're trying to use what they're using so they can't say this. If I go to court and the judge says, well, Mr. Rice, you can't be quote-unquote laws up in here, codes in here, because you're not an attorney. Well, Your Honor, if I can't defend myself with these codes, how the hell you charge me with them? And not that kind of like a one-sided situation? You know, you can't do that. That's what you have to start understanding. You, you can't tell me something. Read the paperwork. When he said all bonds, and he just read earlier, what? Obligations and securities of the United States defined. That's what he didn't say that before. So clearly, someone's trying to cover up what we're talking about. I don't know what they put in parentheses here and there. It should have just said defined, and then the first two words, all bonds. Well, if all bonds belong to the United States, why is that you in jail for? Well, you're in jail.
5: You need well, to write a letter. Go ahead, finish yep. your
1: thought because we're down to our last minute, and I know you have company.
2: Um, no, no they go, they're, they're in the hotel watching TV, <laughs> in, even having a good time. I not get on hand. But anyway, yeah, it, it's just, uh, I, I appreciate it. I'm sorry, I don't have nothing sitting in front of me. Everything we did, I'm doing off the top of my head here, but that's what we're trying to be about. Thank you, folks, for stretching my line today. And we have very lengthy conversations, but I hope they will informational as well, because what these guys were talking about and ladies were talking about, they're not alone, people. You are not alone. But you need to do things. You know, like I said, there's always, there's other remedies. There are a lot of remedies out there, but I just, I'm like a a, a carpenter. The more tools you have, the better you might be able to do the job with. So why don't we put the post office as another tool that we put in our toolbox? Why don't we Uh register? Don't cost you nothing. I'm not saying pay no thousand dollars like some of these other gurus are saying. Go register yourself with the USPS. All right. And don't right. And you can mail everything free. Watch the tax secure video.
1: And and also tell them your um your Skype again. And people do send donations, so Mr. Rice can. Continue to give us this valuable information. Leave some donations so he can get some ink and stuff for his computer. But do uh, help out. And what is, how can they contact you
2: again, Mr. Rice? No, okay, my Skype ID, and we Skype from one Skype to another for free, is Rice Tech 6557. R I C E T E C H 6557. All right. Well, we, we appreciate
1: folks.
2: you. Have your school supplies. When I say, well, scan it in and send it to me. Don't be like, Whoop? what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. All right. Peace and love, everyone. Peace
1: and much love. Thank you for joining us tonight. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back again next Sunday. Peace and much, much love. <laughs>
0: Let's start with hope I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone A ripple's one, son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander in chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal wave action to what I tried to do, a rebirth of a nation's hatred, red, white, and blue, is black in there too.